millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Technion Israel Institute of Technology is where some of Israel's brightest minds ask the biggest question of all. What if? What if they could take on the world's biggest challenges? What if they could develop life-changing, environmental, scientific, health, medical, and technological discoveries that will make a huge impact on Israel and the planet? But they don't just ask the question, they answer it too. They turn those ideas into reality. They make them happen. To see just some of the incredible things they've achieved, get the Technion Booklet of Wonders at ats.org slash wonders. We hope it inspires you to give them your support so they can keep doing what they do best. The American Technion Society. World-changing discoveries by Israel's brightest minds made possible by you. Hey listeners, it's Mishi. This week, we released our 50th wartime diary. Next week is Yom HaZikaron and Yom HaTzmaut. And as a way of marking this milestone, and these dates, Yochai Meital and I will have a series of onstage conversations in New York and Cleveland. We'll discuss the process of creating wartime diaries, talk about some of the challenges we've encountered, the dilemmas we've had, the insights we've gained, So if you want to hear what covering the evolving story of this war has been like for us, we'd love to see you at one of our events. All the details are on our site, israelstory.org. And meanwhile, wishing us all calm and peaceful days ahead. Hey listeners, it's Mishi. So, as you know, during these incredibly difficult days, we're trying to bring you voices we're hearing among and around us. These aren't stories, they're just quick conversations, or postcards really, that try to capture slivers of life right now. Even today, nearly three weeks after the devastating attacks of October 7th, there's still hundreds of people who are considered missing. That means they haven't been confirmed dead, but on the other hand, there's no definitive proof that they've been kidnapped into Gaza. One of those missing is Tamar Gutman, who was at the Nova party in Reim. Our senior producer Yochai Meital, who's in New York, is close to some members of her family. Here he is. First of all, thank you so much for, for talking to me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Can you please introduce yourself? Okay, my name is Adva Gutman. I'm 38 years old. I am an orthopedic surgeon. I have two two sons, one seven years old and the other four years old. 
I have an amazing husband called uh, Gideon. And um, I'm sister of Tamara Gutman. She's 27 years old. And she's uh, missing right now. Um, she was at the Nova Festival. Um, sorry, do you want me to tell you what happens to start telling you? Maybe before that, I wanted to ask you, um, how many interviews have you done in the past week and, week and a few days? I don't know how many. Um, more than 20, I think. More. Uh, with a lot of countries. Um, Japan, three interviews. Brazil, India, United States, a lot of it interviews. Italy and Switzerland and um, Germany and England. A lot. I don't really... And in Israel, a lot of interviews as well. And I'm not a camera person and I'm not... Uh, I used to be, you know, behind and shy, <laughs> but now now I'm doing everything that I can, so... Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit how, how you and your family are holding up? Um, everybody in the family taking it a little bit different. I'm all the time doing things. I cannot sit down. I cannot rest. I'm the one who collect all the information and uh, research, still researching for my sister by videos and all the time talking to uh, the war rooms of the police and the IDF. Just cannot sit, no. I think from the moment it starts, when I understand that uh, she's in a... What happened, I, I'm just doing. I cannot stop. I put my emotion inside and I'm just act. I mean, I know from texting with you that you're not sleeping from no. the hours <laughs> that you answer me and that we text. No, not at all. In Israel, you, you always have that option. But you can't really imagine that you will be in that situation. You, you can't. It's, it's hard for me when I think that I'm in the other side. Like we had a family of friends that came to help us two days ago with the children because my children needs a little bit um, more attention that I, I can give right now. And they had a brother that died in a... Uh, and I remember when it happened and I remember that we were there for them and and still when I'm talking about them I'm feeling that they are the family with the um, you know that need to cope and I'm I'm not I'm how can it be that that we are now in this situation how can it be that my sister is missing it's very hard I think that I cope good in in pressure situation, but it's hard. You need you need to process it, and I'm I'm thankful for for being woman, uh, a woman because I think we are better than you than men in coping and in um, talking about uh, feelings, and I think it helps. 
So I, I, I do want to take you back to October 7th. Um, yeah, um, maybe to October 6th. I will start from there. Sure. My sister Tamar, she is the caring one of the family. She always the one that says we have to meet, uh, we need to do Shabbat Eve together. And she always um, complaining that we don't do it enough, although we do, but she needs more. <laughs> She was mad that day on my mother because she was uh, in Cyprus and she was calling her and told her, did you know that we are on a holiday? How did you left father alone? What he will do? So she postponed her time of going to the party and went to my father's house and uh, eat with him. And then she came to my place because I was uh, studying to my uh, board exam. She came to my place and gave me food as well. What did she make you? Um, sushi. <laughs> and uh, then we left a little bit. I, I don't even remember how you say it, the glass on the nail. Uh, nail polish? She added like a metallic one. Yeah, for the party. It was uh, very um, unique. So I laughed about it. <laughs> uh, she told me that she's excited and it will be fun and she's going with all her best friends and it's a long time since they did something like that. And then she went and uh, we went to sleep and we woke up at uh, 6.30 a.m. from a sirens. Uh, we went to the safe room and I WhatsApp Tamar if she is okay. Because I knew that uh, the festival is near Berry, so it's uh, more dangerous there and it's an open field. She answered that she's okay, but they cannot come out of the area, they cannot go home because um, they told them that there is terrorist on the road and um, one of the guards got shot. And they told her, okay. Um, can you go on another road? Can you go south? She said, no, it's okay. Are they okay? Are your children okay? I said, yes. So while this is happening, she was asking about your kids? Yeah, I told you, she's like that. She's always um, worried about the others. I, and then I told her, Tamar, please open your uh, phone. Look where you are. Look at the map. Look where you can go if they will come forward you. You stay away from the crowd and please answer me so I will know that you are okay. And she said, uh, yeah, I'm okay. I will let you know when you are come heading home. And um, uh, this was the last message of her. It was 7.27 a.m. That's the last thing that we know. Um, because I'm a doctor, I have a lot of uh, other colleagues, some of them are working in other hospitals in the south and some of them are um, working in the army as, uh, as doctors. So I called first, I uh, called the ones that I know that uh, will recruit to, the, to that area and they told me, yes, I'm going there right now. And I begged them just to tell me what is going on there, if the party is under attack, because we didn't really know. After, I think, an hour, I got a phone call from one of my uh, colleagues that was there. And she told me, I'm sorry, I cannot tell you anything because it's such a chaos here. I don't know anything. I don't know how to help. So I couldn't sit down anymore. I got to my car. 
and uh, started driving to Soroka Hospital. I took pictures of her and I showed every patient that was there from the party. I, I showed him the picture and asked him if he saw her. Can you describe um, the scene in Soroka when you got there? Well, it was crazy. I, I have been in multi-injuries uh, event, but that was different kind of craziness. People that were just sitting, you know, shooting in the hand and the leg was sitting everywhere. So like literally people with like gunshot wounds just in the hallways, sitting in the hallways. Yeah, like a person that come with, you know, I fell on my hand and now it's hurt. Yeah, like that, sitting in the hall because there wasn't enough beds for them. When I ask people about what happened, so I, I help them. I examined them and I uh, checked them and I explained them what their condition and what the next steps will be. Next, when I saw that she's not there, I asked all the all the doctors and all the patients and I we went to see the departments to see the, the John Doe's. I decided to go home. And um, since then we are coping and I'm doing everything I can. I was in a meeting with um, the ICRC, it's a Red Cross organization. Um, my sister had a Crohn disease, she had a lot of hospitalization, she needs some medicines, uh, but it's not just my sister, they took babies that need diapers and formulas and elderlies that needs their uh, medicine, like, you know, someone after stroke that needs anticoagulation therapy or someone um, with diabetic that needs his insulin. Those medicine, without them, they can die. It's a, it's a ticking bomb. Yeah. You can't imagine your grandmother under the capture of a terror organization. It's something that, you know, the Red Cross have to do something about it. I still don't know what my uh, sister uh, condition is, but um, I decided that for now I will act like she is alive and captured because this is the only thing that I can affect on and change. I will fight for the hostages and uh, if we'll get the bad news that she, is, she was murdered, I will cope with that when it will come. I know from our previous conversations that it's kind of this ongoing struggle for you. What tense to use when you talk about her? Is it hard to hold out hope? <sighs> it's very hard. But, you know, I, I don't really know what I prefer. I don't know if it's better for her to be already dead than to be captured and uh, hostage by the Hamas. She's um, a young, beautiful girl and they raped women and they, um, they cut the organs and they even killed the animals. They killed the dogs and the cats and the rabbits and the goats in those villages. And you know, who does that? Why? So those monsters, if they have my sister, I don't know if it's better for her to be alive or dead. I really don't know. And I'm 
changing my mind for from a minute to a minute. Yeah, sometimes I prefer her to be alive, and sometimes I'm saying, I hope she she would rest in peace and won't need to suffer that. You know, I'm like holding my heart here, like physically. It's just it hurts in the heart to do this interview and to hear you talk and. Um, you know I'm, I'm talking to you from new york and i know that um obviously this event happened in israel but the reverberations and the sorrow and the grief is something that's felt very strongly all over the jewish community in the world yeah i just want to thank you and um the world especially the jewish community but all the world for the support and i think that this is so important to uh talk about what happened here and what's still happening here and not to let it fade away and to help us in any means that you know each person can do something if it's talking about the situation with his friend or community or you know we just need uh, to pressure the diplomats and um, the leaders of the free world to act and to take responsibility about what happened and to help us uh, get our, our hostage. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Yochai. All right, we'll be in touch. I will. All right, give Gidon a hug. Yeah, you, you need to take care of him because he's, yeah. it's hard for him as well. And I'm not there. <laughs> you know, he's my rock, but... He needs a rock as well, and I'm not a rock right now. <sighs> Bye. Bye, Edva. Bye-bye. ופינו כבר נותר אילם בלי קול. מה עוד נבקש אמור, מה עוד כמעט ביקשנו לנו את הכל. את הגשם תן רק בעיתו, ובאביב עזר לנו פרחים. ותן שיחזור שוב לביתו, יותר מזה אנחנו לא צריכים. כאבנו אלף צלקות, עמוק בפנים הסתרנו הנחה. כבר יבשו עינינו מלבכות, אמור שכבר עמדנו במבחן. את הגשם תן רק בעיתו, ואביב בזל לנו פרחים. ותן לה להיות שנית איתו, יותר מזה אנחנו לא צריכים. טמנו את ליבנו בן משה, עוד מעט תפרוץ ההנחה, קבל זאת כתפילה מאוד אישית. 
את הגשם תן רק ביתו, ובאביב פזר לנו פרחים, ותן לנו לשוב ולראותו, יותר מזה אנחנו לא צריכים. את הגשם תן רק ביתו, ובאביב פזר לנו פרחים, ותן לנו לשוב ולראותו, יותר מזה אנחנו לא צריכים. ותן לנו לשוב ולראותו, יותר מזה אנחנו לא צריכים. 